Welcome to our Panini. This is Saratova Beth. We're in Parsha's Bone, Tuftishan and Base. We're trying to figure out what's going on in the world in this week of Shnasa Shivim, of Yod Shvat, and what exactly is going on in America and in the world. And we're talking about the power of Paro, who moves from through, throughout all the generations and has his last little battle in these last moments. And... Um, <clears throat> Sorry. And um, who is he really? What is this spiritual force? It's a little bit capitalistic, but it gives us the backdrop of really what's going on in the world. So in the Sikha, there's a power of Kedusha, para in holiness. Remember, if there's Paro as he is in his source in holiness, which is a very luminous, godly revelation. And then there's Paro that comes down through many, 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 many contractions so that after all those coverings comes down as looking like really the ultimate evil and really playing the role of the ultimate evil. So let's go up to the top. Paro in holiness is a revelation of the highest levels of godliness. What does that mean, the, the highest? Both in the essence of the revelation and how it's revealed. In other words, what is revealed and how is it revealed? That's two different things. You know, oh my goodness, that becomes visible. What becomes visible? First, we're going to figure out what is becoming visible in these days in America. And then, how is it becoming visible? And if you put it against the drop back of, you know, backdrop of America, you'll see it, it absolutely fits. What is being revealed in these days? And how is it being revealed? So Paro in, in Kedusha is a revelation of all the lights, including the highest lights of, of, of godliness, called Kol Naharim V'chol Batsinim. Also, Kol Ma Dehevestim, the most concealed lights. What is being revealed? What is, what is Paro in its source? The revelation of everything that's concealed. And, so that's what it is. Revelation of all of the concealed godliness. Okay. How is it being revealed? In a way of Esperiu. Paro, Esperiu, it's the same source from the word, from the word Parua, without an order. Disorderly, wild and crazy. Higher than limitation. So again, what's being revealed? What is Paro in his source? The revelation of the highest levels of concealed godliness. The highest level of, con- of the secrets that until now have, have been hidden. The secrets about Hashem that have been hidden. That's, the Im- that's embodied in Paro. And how is it revealed? In a wild, disorderly way. Okay, now, let's stop for a second and look at what's going on in America. What happened this week? Remember that the flavor of this week is Yud Shvat. And everything else is a derivative of that. What's happening in Washington is all a derivative of the real thing, which is Yod Shvat. The end of 70 years of the seventh generation. Moving into the miraculous years, the, the 80th year. Moving up to the, after 70, so 71, 72, 70, these are all the 80s. Moving into the moment of eight, 80s. Our generation, in a sense, is going to move from this Shabbos 
from on some level being the seventh generation to on some level, so to speak, being the eighth generation, the miraculous generation. Now, we said, Haro is the revelation of the deepest secrets. Isn't that interesting? This week, there was a bunch of, what do they call it? All the secrets were declassified, many, piece by piece by piece. They have websites now. This one's laptop, and, you know, how did they do it? Officially, they got this one's laptop and that one's laptop, and it's called WikiLeaks. All of the deepest secrets of stuff, the people that was considered, you know, if anybody told these secrets in other years, it was called, you know, spy espionage leaks. It's all, it has all been leaked. It's all being leaked now to the public. Anybody can read it. Anybody can find out what all the plans have been in the world politically. All the stuff, all the hidden stuff is no longer hidden. That's interesting. Where does it derive from? Paro is the revelation of the stuff that normally was hidden. How is it revealed? In a wild, crazy, disorderly way. Yes. Here we are, welcome to America in this week. All the secret stuff is being revealed in a wild, disorderly, crazy way. You look at what's going on in the world and in America, it's so disorderly. It's not an orderly kind of a thing. The deepest secrets about who's planning what and who's, you know, the good and the bad, the good, bad, and the ugly in a totally wild way chaotic, crazy way. You feel like you're on a roller coaster, up, down. He's he's doing this, then he's not doing that, then they're doing this, then they're not. They're planning this, they're planning that. Wow. In a wild, disorderly way. Yes, because this is the week of Pyro. Come to Pyro. When Hashem says come to Pyro, that means we're dealing more. We're dealing on some level with Pyro as he is in evil, expressing himself as evil. Well, we see that one. As I said, we've seen more evil exposed to the public in the past two weeks, the past four, five, six weeks, than we ever had. It's, there was evil happening in the world forever. But it wasn't so visible to everybody. And it wasn't just made public. And it wasn't hitting us so fast. So it's happening. But on the other hand, Hashem is saying, I'm going with you. Don't be afraid. Because the other, the other side of power, the top end, is the revelation of tremendous holiness. With that name, Paro, attached to it. Doesn't mean Paro's a good guy. Paro's a bad guy. Very bad guy. Very evil. But the source of the energy that could produce that is, 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 is very luminous and holy. So, the revelation of all these lights comes dafka from Atmos Mahus. It's called in Zayar, based para, based this period, the revelation of the highest light, based paro, that's the home of paro, where the king is sitting in his palace. So light, let's go back to light, to light for a minute. Light, by definition, is, is limited to a certain form of light, and having the definition light, revealed light. And every drawing down, every level of light 
comes down in an orderly way. And yet, we're talking now about the revelation of Kolnahar and all the lights. And even the concealed, Koma de Hevestim, the concealed lights, the ones you've never seen, the secrets you've never seen. And they're going to be revealed in a way that's for real, not in an orderly way. How is that possible? I'm from Atmos, Hashem's very essence. He's the source of all the light. As it's brought out in our parsha, the essence of Pyro. Together with this, that it's the source, which is completely higher than the source of light and luminary. And that's why it comes out in this way. So, here's the question. Why is Maisha Rabbeinu afraid of that? He saw that the revelation of Pyro in holiness is in his the Sharshani line in the highest sources. So why was he afraid? That's good, right? What do you mean? There would be a revelation of the essence of Paro in holiness. But he said, but don't send me there in a limited body. It's too unlimited. It's too wild and powerful for me. A, a neshama in a body cannot take in such a gewaldic, such gewaldic revelation of Atmos. How, asked Maishar Benu, can a limited creation in a limited body take in such a revelation? And such a high revelation and in such a wild way, the body cannot, the physical body of a Jew cannot sustain it. So, and a little more Kabbalistic before we come out of it, the revelation of Seder Hishtalshle is that, in other words, if you're going to talk about a certain revelation, there are certain revelations that we as people, the souls and bodies, can sustain. Wow, that's amazing. We learn certain things. We can absorb it. Yeah, it makes us grow. It makes us feel more luminous, more connected. So, Hashem, that one we can deal with. I sure Bainu wasn't afraid of that. As it expresses itself on this level, um, Outside of his home, in his paro in his home means in the very source. Meishabena said this one's too much. As paro finds himself with all his full power, you mean that means the revelation of Atmos. That's what Meishabena said. As a soul and a body, this is too much. And we see it in the parsha. What did paro say to Meishabena? Lech me'alai, leave me. Yishamer lecha, be careful. Al taisif raz panai, don't come to try to see my face again. Ki b'yom raizchad panai tamdus. The day you will see my face, you will die. Wow. Not only the face. Don't come to try to see my penemius, my inner source, says my says says Paro. You won't be able to live through it. And my Shurbena says, I said the same thing. Well, at least we have something in common. So that means not only did my, it's not that Maish Rabbeinu wasn't up to par and didn't he understand he didn't have to be afraid. He said, Hashem, I cannot face such a force as a soul in a body. The body will not sustain it. Hashem said, right? Yes, true. But if I go with you, then that will change it. Okay. Now, did Paro agree? 
Did Pyro agree, I am very powerful and strong and scary? Yeah, you won't be able to do this. Yes, Pyro also agreed. He said to Maish Rabbeinu, don't come back, because if you try to see my Paninius, you will not live to tell the tale. There we go. Everybody agrees. Nobody's disagreeing. Even Hashem is not disagreeing. Hashem is saying, correct, we'll do it a different way. And Maish Rabbeinu, when Pyro says, don't come back, if you see my face, you know what's going to happen. Maish Rabbeinu says, Kenji Barta, you said correct. I will not come back to see your face. I'm not going to do it. So that means that if Maish Rabbeinu agreed, and he said, you're right. Yes, I agree. You spoke properly. That means that the words of Pyro have a place in Tyra of Kedusha. But as Pyro is in Kedusha, and his words are in Kedusha and holiness, it's complete. The question is like this. Since the revelation of Pyro and Kedusha is higher than any limitation, that's why on the day that you see my face, you will die. What does that mean? Mitzad, the level of Meishu a soul in a body cannot see such a revelation as Bras Panecha, to see the panemius of Paro. To see the panemius, the, the inner, inner part of such a high revelation, which is higher than limitation. This revelation of Bras Panecha, to see my face, to see the face of holiness, is only when the neshama is not dragged down by the limitation of the body. And that's why Hashem said, yes, correct. And we will change the equation. We're going to do it in a different way. I say to Meisherbing, Hashem says to Meisherbing, Bayel Paro, I will go with you. One chamber inside of another, inside of another. I will take you. I, you will be surrounded by the coding of Hashem. You will be able to get into places that you normally couldn't get into. Does that sound familiar in our generation? Being being coded by the coding of Hashem, that Hashem can get us into places that normally would not be safe for us or too powerful for us. And Hashem says, I will take you there and you have nothing to fear. So we're just going to pull this together and see a little bit more before we go to the next recording and ask why is it that Meshur Benu couldn't speak. So, Paro <clears throat> from the word the revelation of the highest light what does that mean? it means the revelation of all the light in a wild way which shows that the revelation comes from Atmos it's higher than light and this is very Kabbalistic it doesn't relate to light in its form because from the level of light even though light is like the source of light it's, it's not wild. Light is orderly. It's not wild. And Kolnahar and all the lights, the form of light, then is suddenly wild. So you take light, which is usually revealed in an orderly way, spiritual light, and now it's revealed in a wild way. Sounds like America this week. We're talking about a revelation higher than any limitation, higher than a form. That means even in the form of all the light it's even more disorderly than that mm-hmm. America today right? now 
These two, there are two opposites then. You're talking about light, which is normally supposed to be orderly, but it's disorderly. That's two opposites. So now I'm going to do a piece of um, Kabbalistic stuff, which I'm not going to claim to understand. So whoever does, I'll just read it. And whoever understands it, please call me up and explain it to me. It's known that light, before it's re- revealed, is included in Atmos or Mamash, the essence of the lum- the source of light. Before light is revealed, it sits in the essence of the ma'or, source of light. But over there, it's not yet called light. You know, it's like all of us before we were conceived. You didn't have a name. You weren't called Malka before you were conceived. So light, before it's separated off as, as, as light, it's sitting in the source of light. And over there in the source of light, the possibility of Atmos, the essence, which is Kadman Kol Kadmusa Yisprech, in the source of the essence of things, all opposites can fit together. You can have light, which should be orderly, come in a disorderly way. All opposites can live together in that source. So when the light comes down, looking like light, and it's somehow connected to, you know, a limitation. It looks like spiritual light, but it's acting very wild. So in it is brought down Atmos, from Atmos, the full revelation of all the lights. That the limitation of all the lights comes into a way that it's beyond limitation. And one more point, so, down here what happens? The Kayach put together opposites. Ligvul and Gvul, in light. The union of light and vessel. The union of Neshama and body. That the Neshama and the body, in a limited body, should be able to tell, take in the Bligvul light, the unlimited light, even the light of Taro. The wildest, most disorderly, powerful hidden light, our bodies should be able to take it in. Well, judging from this week, not doing too good a job yet. It's so much stuff hitting us, our bodies don't seem to sustain it. But this is what Maishu Rabin was activating in us, that we should be able to live in this world and take in the light of Mashiach, this very powerful light. That in the Shema, in a body, should be able to go into the inner chamber, the Panemius of Para. And so, one little point to pull it all together. Why did Hashem make the Chiddush? Hashem made a revolution at this moment. All Para, that Meishur Benu, in his body, should be able to face that kind of light. Why do it? Hashem, you didn't have to do that. That was a big revolution. You could have just, you know, my Shurbena would have said, I can go there as a soul, but not a soul in a body. Hashem could have said, fine, okay. You know, like us, at Matan Taira, there it happened again. We couldn't face such a big revelation, so our souls left our bodies. Right. That's what happened at Matan Taira ten times. Every time the revelation happened, our souls left our bodies. That's what Maishra Bena was trying to warn us about. 
He said, if I'm the first one to face such a revelation, my soul will not remain in my body. So the question is, why didn't Hashem say, fine, you know, you'll be the first one, like at Madan Tyra, your soul will leave, I'll bring it back, don't worry, it'll leave again, I'll bring it back, it'll leave again, I'll bring it back. Why did Hashem do that? Why didn't Hashem just say, nope, Maishadeh, you're going to stay in your body and take in this revelation of the highest light. So in order to know that, we have one more piece to add to it. We need to know if Bo El Paro is the beginning of the Geula, what is this Geula that requires such a big miracle? That Maishu Rabbeinu should sustain this revelation while in his body? What is, why is it so important? In the body, out of the body, alive, not alive, what is it? And to sum it all up, the purpose, purpose of Geulis Mitzrayim is Matan Taira. Hashem said, I will take you out of Mitzrayim, said Hashem, so that you can serve me on Har Sinai. So we came out of Gullus to, to come to Matan Taira. What is Matan Taira going to do? It's bringing the Taira down here into us in our bodies. Well, there you go. So that we should be able to fulfill the purpose of the creation of the world. But in the limitation and the concealment of the world where we're in the souls and bodies down here, there should be the revelation of Atmos. The person should be able to experience all the essence of Hashem in his, just like a person is revealed fully in his own home, Hashem should be revealed fully in his whole essence down here in this world. That's the way it's going to be in Mashiach time. Your eyes will no longer, your teachers, your, it'll all become visible to you. Your eyes will open and you're going to see all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Started this week, didn't we? Right? So we will see Begali that Hashem is there without any covering. That's what's happening this week. All the stuff. You're seeing it for what it really is. Even the highest revolution, the highest color covering. So the last point is, we know that by Mat- before Matantaira, there was the Gezeira. The upper does not merge with the lower. Spiritual does not merge with physical. Everybody knows this. And we know that if Matantaira, that Chitza, that block between spiritual and physical, upper and lower, was pulled out of the way. So that the highest revelation could come down into everyday life, right here, right now, into America. The highest levels of godliness, of Asmus Mahus, so that the physical body in this physical world should experience holiness. So that in the entire world, it should be revealed the one and only important Nakuda, Yisrael Vikutshabrihu Kulachad. The Jew and God are one piece. One entity. Therefore, it's understood that in Galus Mitzrayim, we're in the last seconds of Galus Mitzrayim, and Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, we're about to get out of that slavery. Although the slavery seems to intensify in, in America, in the last seconds, getting out of that, it's a preparation for what? For the revelation of Atmos down here by Matantaira, or in our case, 
the revelation of Tyra in the more profound sense through Mashiach, Tyra Chadasha. In order for all that to happen, there has to be the Mechita, the boundary pulled out between spiritual and physical. There, we have to go over from a situation, just like before Mas and Tyra, we have to go from a situation of, of separation. Elyon, upper and lower, used to be two separate things. And at Mat and Tyra, they became one piece. How much more so now in these last seconds? Spiritual and physical, higher and lower, holy and unholy, it becomes one piece and all of a sudden everything merges together. And at some point, you have to have Ayin of Kedusha, the 70 eyes of holiness, to see the truth because it all gets mixed up in one big pot. In these last seconds, as a preparation for the shlemus of the union that would happen at Matantaira itself, and the union that would happen for Yemaisi Mashiach. And an important step in all of this is Shem saying, where this union of spiritual, physical, Hidden and, and revealed, and all of that, you cannot, it's true, Maishar you cannot go alone. I, it must be that Hashem waited for Maishar to figure it out himself. I can't do this alone. And Hashem said, right, you can. I will take you there. Bo'el Paro. And a fundamental part in all of this was, and remains, the fact that Maishar speech was unavailable. He could not speak. And the question that we'll analyze in the next segment is, why does Maishar Benu have to not be able to speak? He's Kfad Peh. He can't really speak clearly. He can't. He, his speech is in Gullah. Why is that necessary for the whole process of everything we've discussed to happen? And that we'll see in the next segment. And Amir Hashem find ourselves before that in the Gula Mitzvah Shleimah, in the base of Mitzvah Shlishi now.